very special edition of Full Court Press. Thanksgiving week is up on us, so we had to move our schedules. I am back in the building. Madden Riley's here as well. How y'all doing, gentlemen? Dude, doing pretty good here. It's a nice uh, rainy evening in uh, in Washington, so it's uh, very normal stuff for us. Uh, And actually, I turn 30 tomorrow. Oh, hey, happy yeah. birthday, Riley! Big, the big three zero, dude. Yeah, I'm officially. That's officially over the hill. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, you know, that's a big man, if I, as an athlete though, which I am, of course, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm right in my prime. So that's a support. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Matt? How are you, sir? And I'm good. Uh, just finished up work after after this. Excited to turn off my laptop for five days and. Yeah. Go down to San Diego and just rest and, and soak it up. Definitely. Oh, and I'm sure that's fun, isn't it, Matt? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the sun. Man, as for myself, I am good, man. Cabo was pretty good to me. Oh, yeah, that but, trip, man. Look like you were having a good time. Be back. Oh, I, I had a good time. You know, cool. much needed to clear my head. I wasn't able to see the NBA draft due to um, the channels out there, they, something was going on. So I just had my phone at the dinner table. Wherever we were eating at, I just had my phone. I was like, oh, who's getting picked where? But nice. not only that, I did not expect free agency to tip off as fast as it did. And we had some, some crazy moves, not only free agents, which we'll get to momentarily, but these trades. You know, you guys did elaborate on the Chris Paul trade previous episode, but... It is official. Drew Holiday is a buck. And that deal was so huge for both teams. It was a great, great deal for the Bucks. Great, great job bringing in um, another. He, I call Drew like an on-the-cusp star, all-star. Like he's just oh, yeah. there. It depends on the season. But a great player, great for their, their defense and their culture. And I think they're really hoping this will help Giannis to stay. Yeah, I think it's a good call for him. I, I mean, Drew to – First of all, to be able to unload Eric Bledsoe out of there um, is good. Just, I don't think he, I don't, he's one of those guys that he definitely hit his ceiling. It feels like, and that he wasn't really going to give him much more. Drew Holiday helps you so much on both ends. Uh, you don't have to run any plays for him. He'll go guard whoever need him to guard. He's a great, uh, great team guy. He's one of those guys that I mean, uh, maybe he's not getting the All Star nods like we like he could potentially, but he's at the very least getting. Um, like he very least has the respect of everybody in the NBA. Like you hear guys talk about him, and it's nothing but like that kind of genuine respect. As far as like, yeah, no, he's 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 a real one. Like he's uh, he's who you want on your team. So yeah, great for them. Also, Stephen Adams in part of that deal with Bledsoe are going to New Orleans. That is huge. That's crazy. That huge. I mean, dude, those guys have some bigs now. Yes, they Stephen do. Adams is signed an extension as well with yeah. New Orleans, so they're not just getting him for. Uh, the season they're getting them for for a little bit longer as well. Yeah, which is great. It's like it was like two years, thirty eight million, I believe, thirty seven, thirty eight yeah. million. Good for yeah. him, man. Love to see. You know, people forget he's only twenty seven years old. I'm pretty sure he's he's like young, <laughs> like Definitely. younger than what you'd think for how long he seems he seems to have been in the league. But I think I think it's great. It gives Zion a guy that he can, uh, you know, another you know rim protecting guy, a guy who can defend the basket well, uh, who, who can you know uh, who can just be an anchor uh, for them, uh, take some pressure off of Zion to make every defensive play. Um, yeah, you, p- you pair Steven Adams. Imagine what Jackson Hazel learned from him. Yep. Exactly. Uh, that's, that I mean, yeah, that's that's a guy who's who's only going to get bigger and stronger and smarter uh, playing with Steven Adams. So, yeah, I, mean, I think that's a great deal. And if Bledsoe stays with the Pelicans, which I think he is, I think he's going to stay there, I think he will help them. I mean, you think defensively with him and Lonzo, that's a very scary defensive uh, backcourt. Yeah, very and scary. you factor in Josh Hart off the bench. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. So they, they have some serious defenders. Um, yeah, also, it looks like they had uh, George Hill went to the Thunder. It's so funny because yep. now, I don't know about you guys, but every time I hear someone getting traded to the Thunder at the moment, it's like, especially a veteran, it's like, oh, cool, so I wonder where he's going to sign after they release him or trade him again. Or, you, know? yeah. like, you just get a feeling like they're not staying there. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not their final destination at all. It was like the Danny Green trade. I wasn't able to elaborate on um, last episode. But, yeah, I, I just knew he wasn't staying there. And then yeah. Trevor Reza was traded to OKC, and I'm like, he's not staying yep, there. he's gone. So where, did, where did he Hill, go? Trevor he Reza? is in – Was it Detroit? Oh, actually, he's, he's in Detroit. OKC. No, he's in OKC. Well, there's but he probably rumors, won't stay. There's rumors he's getting traded. Again? Yeah, there's rumors that they're going to get him oh, out of there. Um, oh, and I, and I, and, but I think you mentioned Detroit, and I think that was one of the rumors, was that uh, Detroit might have been one of the places he was going to go. Wow. Yeah, man. 
most Detroitiest thing to do. Yeah, Dude, yeah, man. Detroit's had a really interesting. It wouldn't draft is interesting. Their, I mean, their signings have been interesting. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if OKC was able to flip Ariza for a first round pick to Detroit. Uh, yeah, I mean, Detroit basketball. Yeah, that's a, that seems like something they would definitely do. Uh, but yeah, you're talking. I, I think George Hill is one of those players that will get moved, or if anything, bought out. Yeah, uh, I can see a buyout. And I think he will be a very important piece to a contender if he goes that route. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he, he did a great job on the Bucks last year. Did, last year, I believe he what had what I think it was the top three point percentage yeah. um, last year. Yeah. He is a veteran point guard who can come in and knock down threes. That's what any of these contenders are looking for. I wouldn't be surprised if he did get bought out. Maybe he finds his way to Philly. Yeah, no, wow. no, it's, I think it was you shooting there for sure. That's a, that's that wouldn't be a bad idea. Philly no. could definitely use George Hill. You have no, George Hill coming good. off the bench, somebody who you know can knock down threes late in the game. Yeah, which they, which they always need. So that's that. That'll be huge. That would be huge for them. I mean, and if they did that, I mean Philly after they already added Curry, and who's the other shooter they added? Um, Danny Green. They draft. They drafted Ty Maxey. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and Maxey. Yeah. So they're. Uh, if they were to do something like that, get some, they're already doing better than they were last year in the shooting department. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they were, if they were able to add him, that would be huge. There was actually yeah, rumors. I don't know if you guys saw. There was a tweet from Ben Simmons' sister. Yeah, that came I'm out sorry. and said something about like there was going to be news today, which there wasn't, obviously. But it would have been <laughs> funny. I mean, I mean, I'm sure uh, Pierre, when you saw that, you you know, you clenched a little bit. I'm <laughs> thinking that maybe Harden was, uh, maybe hey, Harden man, was out, I, out the door. <laughs> like, I've that's been what I assumed, you know. Phone. All day, all week, because I don't know what's going on. I mean, we've had a pretty interesting offseason, to say the least. I do not expect to get Christian Wood. That's great, man. Congrats on that. I mean, that's an underrated player. That guy is going to play so well for you guys. Detroit just – that was a horrible move. I I think I told you guys in the chat, like, why are you picking Plumlee over a young, good player like Christian Wood? Yeah, and what's crazy is that if you talk to them – I saw an interview with Coach Mitchell where he mentions the fact that, uh, where he mentions the fact that Christian Wood is a guy they like can't let like, get away. <laughs> it's like I, I like, thought well, that is why they traded Andre Drummond so that they can bring yeah. back Christian Wood to a, a good contract. I thought that was why they traded Drummond away. Yeah, it was at the very least to make sure that he was getting uh, looks that were better for him. You know, what I mean, with Drummond clogging up the lane or whatever. It, it, Christian Wood had more room to work uh, without yeah. coming there. It's like so. Either way, I mean, either way that you look at that, if, even if it's both, they, I mean, they made him, they made that move. I mean, he, he was supposed to be there. It doesn't make any sense to me that he. They I gone, but. I thought he would have been there. You know, but hey, I mean, that's just a huge gain for you guys, man. Oh, I love it, man. We finally, like, small ball is over. I'm excited. Everybody's like, oh, well, what does this mean for Harden and Russ? And I'm like, look, I don't know. I don't care <laughs> right now. See. The <laughs> fact that we see. got a free agent, a, a quality one at that, that can shoot, rebound, play some defense, and as well, you know, he has post moves. I am excited about it. You got, you guys also picked up DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. It, it, it's one of those low risk, high reward pickups. You're not yeah, right, right. Um, and and he can be a solid player if he stays healthy. So yeah, I, I don't see the Rockets moving Harden, um, because the, I, it wouldn't make sense to add these pieces in if they if they were to rebuild. Yeah, that's the way I was looking at it as well. Russ, maybe he might be the one out. I don't know. There was speculation about him and John Wall. Him and the Hornets, we already saw how that Hornet move played out. But like you said, Matt, I do agree with you because you don't bring in a Christian Wood or hell, even a DeMarcus Cousins on a what was it like? It's like a Dwight Howard situation. Oh, it's nothing. Yeah, it's like it's it's on a you almost know, a minimum. It's, it's without yeah, without it's consulting these guys. I'm pretty sure they signed off on it. They were like, oh, okay, we'll see well, how it goes. Well, honestly, but, I, I, I mean, when you have guys that are as good as Harden and Westbrook. Uh, you know, I, I'm big critics of them a lot of the time, but obviously they're insanely talented players. And if you have guys that are that talented and you've been under this really kind of uh, compressive system that D'Antoni ran as far as it's pretty much just get the ball to Harden, run really fast, get the ball to yeah. Harden, watch him shoot, get the rebound if you can, shoot another three. Yeah. If they can play something a little more traditional, still probably a little more fast-paced if you can, but you, you know, if you have the pieces to do it, but also, yeah – it's basically you want to almost see unless you can get a crazy offer in return for one of the two, if yeah. you run it back with Silas as the coach and see you know see if maybe under a different system if they can work correctly. 
exactly. then, then that's not a bad option. You know, as much as exactly. I've been saying, you know, you got to trade one of them. I don't blame them if they keep them both right now, especially because yeah. they got a guy like Wood and a guy like uh, Cousins who's who's there to uh, you know hopefully can give them some minutes because I mean, talk so, about a, talk about a guy I think everyone's rooting for because he said had, had so many injuries. Yeah, um, you know, especially at the worst times, he was like the moment he's back or something after working so hard, he ends up uh, going out. So yeah, I hope uh, the Rockets, the Rockets' future since free agency started looks better to me than it did. Even, I, even I right agree. before the draft. I mean, you know, yeah. So that's good on them. What, Matt? Your Lakers? My goodness! Ooh. Wow, yeah. you guys have been willing and dealing all off season. Another ring coming, man. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not the best with money. Uh, I, I shop a lot, so I'm not the best. I just don't know how money works, and I don't know how the Lakers <laughs> are able to yeah. things like this off. Dude. I just don't know how money. I follow Bobby Marks because he he helps it make sense, but yeah. I don't know how the Lakers are able to bring in Trez and bring in guys like that. When I thought we were, especially extending Anthony Davis and re-signing him, I'm like, where's all this money come from underneath the hard cap? Yeah, man, that Trez deal was I didn't I didn't see it coming. I thought he would have went somewhere. Uh, there was reports that uh, Charlotte was offering him big money. Dallas, I thought. yeah, Dallas, yeah, it was some. You know, we've even talked. On this ep- um, on this podcast about where Harold can fit, where he can go, and when they announced the Lakers, I was like, "Wow!" Like, well, I, I love the move uh, because the biggest critique has been his defense, right? But you have Anthony Davis, you have yeah. you have guys who step up and play defense really well. So I love the move uh, because you can put him in the game uh, when Davis is out too, and, and and get that scoring, especially with him and Schroeder. Like, I just love having those guys uh, when LeBron and AD are on the bench. Yeah, yeah. but the biggest move – well, go ahead, Riley. Oh, no, I was going to say that that's uh, – that, yeah, they are in such a great position. I mean, anything that their weakness – I mean, because there were talk about the Lakers midway through the year, even in the bubble, about they have these holes, what are they going to do? I mean, are they, you know, how are they going to fix this? Da, da, da. You know, as, as any LeBron team has, they're always getting overanalyzed no matter what. But we saw certain holes where it's like, uh, and it ended up working out. They win the title. It's all good. But now mm-hmm. they've completely taken any weaknesses that they had and improved on them, like in any position. I mean, to get Schroeder for what they did is wild. To understand they unloaded Green's deal and was able to get Schroeder, Schroeder who is, you know, who's going to basically replacing Rondo, um, Rondo straight up, a little bit of Danny Green as well, but mostly Rondo to come in. I mean, that's a guy who can give you 20, 25 a night if he wants to. Mm hmm. Which the Lakers did not have, and so that that's gigantic. Wesley yeah. Matthews replaces Danny Green, and he's a bigger body. Um, Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul. I mean, talk talk about a guy you're getting, and you get to unload Javale McGee, who is inconsistent. I mean, nothing yep. against the kid, but he's inconsistent. And it's Marcus Saul. I mean, talk about you know how amazing it would be if after Kobe and Powell win the rings they had together, if LeBron can bring Marcus Saul in, and then he wins the ring as a Laker that would with be a Gasol. Feel good story. I mean, crazy stuff. But also just the fact that Marcus Saul is the kind of guy that even if he's declining to a certain degree, you put him on the floor with a guy, with a group of guys like AD and LeBron smart, heady veterans who know how He'll to win. I mean, Marcus Saul has been a winner for a long, long time in different ways, different countries. So this guy, yeah. uh, yeah, he's, he's a guy you want on your team to play clutch minutes and you know, you can trust him. Yeah. The thing you lost with Rondo was basketball IQ. Yeah. And so the great thing about bringing in Marcus all is you have a great basketball IQ on the floor. He's a very smart player. Um, he's, he's just going to make other people better. Um, so very looking forward to that. And, and another great thing is the Lakers still have two open vet minimum spots. Um, uh, so we have enough under the hard cap for two more vet minimums. So let's see who else wants to come win a championship. <laughs> yeah. And actually also something else that was, uh, I was going to mention was, Oh yeah. And the thing with Harold is for me is that, he needs to accept his role right now. There can't yeah. be any chitter like chatting like there was on, on the Clippers with like you know oh the, the superstars are getting super certain treatment and this and that and I need mine. It's like you're getting some money now. You got some money, which is great. You earned it, right? But also, it's like there needs to be a level of you're coming off the bench. You're not starting. You're coming off the bench. We're not going to run a lot of plays for you, you know. Like, but you're and anything you can get, you can you can get and you can score. You can rebound whatever you want to do. We'll let you loose. For sure, but there cannot be that same amount of griping. I think because they're all clutch. He's clutch sports, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is he? Yeah. Then, uh, then there should be a, har- a harmony there. You know what I mean? Just like a KCP and those guys, it should be a harmonious thing. 
Um, so yeah, as long as Harold can accept his role and isn't, uh, you know, that kind of negative voice in the locker room, like he seemed to be for the Clippers along with a couple other guys. I think that that, that move is insane. I mean, the, yeah, the Lakers are Matt. Like I, you know, I, I like to, to, to try the Lakers once in a while simply because you're a fan of like, there's nothing to say. Like they are looking fantastic. Uh, like I wish I had a negative thing to say. And also, like I mentioned, uh, before we started, they're also getting in the, uh, JaVale McGee, uh, trade. They're also getting Jordan Bell. And Alonzo McKinney, both of which people know from the uh, from the Warriors runs. Um, Alfonso McKinney was a undrafted free agent who came on and played huge minutes for them. Jordan Bell uh, is a great uh, you know energy guy. And so you said you had two spots of him, Matt. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do with those yet. But if you put those guys at the end of your bench, I mean, you already lost Quinn Cook. You add those two guys instead. And those are guys that can defend multiple positions. And uh, McKinney can actually score a little bit if you let him. So. Yeah, I mean, even the end of the bench is looking solid right now. Yeah, and I still think we move Kyle Kuzma. I still think oh, that. Oh, and you should. Ooh, I hope yeah. you do. I mean, we can we can still we can wait till KCP is, is available for trade. Uh, I don't think he'll get traded, but you, what you could do is because he did sign that contract that yeah. gives you some money freedom, and you pair him with Kuzma and see what you can get for those two. I bet you he stays. That's what's weird about Danny Green going. That was the only thing that I thought was odd is that I figured they would move Danny Green and him together. Because like, because you're very right. Unless they mm-hmm. trade Kuzma with a veteran like a KCP. But he's clutch also. He's clutch sports. So I wonder yeah. if he would stay. But, yeah, you're right. Because, if you, I mean, anything they get for Kuzma now is okay. Because everything I've, everything I've said and we've said about the Lakers so far like in this, in this conversation – for me, it's had nothing to do. I haven't even thought about him until you mentioned his name. He, he's so out of my head <laughs> as far as like how necessary he is on their team now that you get rid of him for anything you can really, and it and it's helpful because uh, you're already set. You take him out of the equation, you're still set for a for a ring in my eyes. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, congrats to Rob Polinka for just <laughs> balling out of control, dude, <laughs> and uh, and making making moves that are definitely that make Kuzma completely expendable. It's and nice. they were so low key at that. Like he, you didn't hear a lot about these moves. Like they just no, really came out of so nowhere. So quiet, man. So quiet. Can I tell you a thing that surprised me? Um, the Atlanta Hawks. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. They came to win. Yeah, they definitely have. I mean, and as uh, uh, Jordan Alexander's mentioned uh, a few times, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the, the very right. Play? And offensively, they are going to be fun. Yeah, no, yeah. De- defensively, they're going to be really bad, but offensively, they're going to be fun to watch, especially if yeah. uh, if uh, Bojan goes there. Yeah, yeah. Bojan is not a defensive slump. He he can play defense. No, no, yeah, he can do it for sure. Yeah, if he if he goes there, that's a big deal for them. As far as, like because that I mean that lineup is gnarly at that point. I mean, you could run it. You could run a quick lineup of of Trey who uh, Huter. Um, who is it? Uh, Hunter, yeah, yep, Hunter. Um, geez, oh, and then if you had Bog, uh, Bogdanovich, him, Collins. And Collins, they're still Cam Reddish. Um, they're still Clint Capella's in there somewhere. <laughs> they're uh, in the uh, on Yewu's in there. Like, they have some solid guys as far as just like guys you could really run with. They did help the defense. I mean, you add Rondo, um, and you add uh, who they had? who'd you say? Chris Dunn. Yeah, Chris, Chris Dunn. Dunn. Yeah, those two defensively. I mean, that they need someone to teach Trey Young how to play defense. And I've been that's my biggest knock on Trey Young and has been for a minute is that I think he's a great shooter. I think he's a great scorer, but defensively he's horrible. And I don't think he'll win unless he has people around him who can either help uh, mask his weaknesses or can help improve them. And I think and... that Rondo and Dunn can do both because uh, he's learning from a guy who's not that big in Rondo and also a guy in Dunn who is bigger. So that, but he's also a great defender at like six five, six six. So he can learn a lot of things about how to defend from those guys. I hope he does. And I think Trey Young is going to make a big leap this season. I think um, he's really going to have the confidence now, adding some of these vets and good players, and and say this is my team, and I'm and he's got to take that leap. But I'm very excited. I think Hawks um, are going to be in that six seven eight seed. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great spot for him. That six seven eight. And yeah, I think you're right about about Trey. I think. I think what he needs to do is make sure that he's not uh, – or I want to see now with these playmakers, with the guys he's had on his team, those guys that have, you know, have had a year full year of development, and you add these guys that they've added and might may still add, that he needs to understand that the scoring now is going to be secondary in importance to his playmaking. 
because he can pass the ball too. And it's like now it's going to be interesting because he's going to have a lot of guys to pass the ball to. So he needs to really embrace the idea that he's not just a scorer. Because, I mean, early on it's like you're not winning games. It's just Trey Young show just go off. And that's right. that's cool, but it's like and that's that's fun. But if you want to win, he needs to know. And I'm sure Rondo will be in his ear telling him that you want to win, you pass the ball. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, th- or at least that he has to, that should never be his like primary, uh, thing when you can score like he can. But I think that's something he needs to embrace really quickly. Um, also there was one name you did not mention, John Collins. Collins, maybe. Yeah, dude, he is, uh, <laughs> that kid is, uh, gnarly and is gnarly also. He's got so they guys. are stacked. <laughs> yeah. They're looking amazing, dude. It's, I uh, don't know. The question remains is if Laurie Pierce is the guy for the job. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he has a – I think he's going to do an okay job for sure. You know, I, yeah. I think he's going to be solid at the very least, you know. For coach like that, it's always tough sometimes to try to, to figure that out. But, I, yeah, I definitely think he's got a good shot at it. Yeah, man, I definitely I, – I would agree. I think the Hawks will be a bottom six, six through eighth fighting. They'll get in just because of the amount of talent they have. Like, can we talk about how crazy the Pistons are one more time? I mean, well, not the Pistons, but Jeremy Grant, rather. Yeah, what a what a weirdo, man. To uh, to because I mean, he was looking for like sixty million. That's what we. That was kind of the number right. thrown around. And the Nuggets wanted him back in the worst way. They're like, "Hey, man, come back. We'll feature you like we did in the bubble. You can score thirty once in a while. You know what I mean? Like you're good. Come on in, and we'll go back and run it back for a ring." And he walked away to get the same money from a bad team in Detroit. A bad uh, team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does that make sense to you guys at all, or? No. I know I know what Detroit's doing. Uh, they want to create the worst team possible so that they can get Cade Cunningham at number one. It makes sense, <laughs> man. It would make sense. Uh, the Detroit would just said, how bad can we make our team? Um, let's just think of it. And they did it. They got all of these guys. Like, they gave up. Again, I'm going to say it again. They gave up Christian Wood, great player, for um, Okafor. That's who they signed. Yeah. For Plumley and Okafor. You yeah. got oh, no. to be sick in and the they head. They barely got anything for they barely got anything for uh for Drummond too when they traded him. They really didn't get much. They got John Henson. Yeah, yeah, but he's a free agent. Yeah, he's he's not on the team. Yeah. Langston Galloway is a free agent now. So it, and they traded away Luke Kennard. Yeah, the Luke Kennard. Yeah, again, that's the only one who had value on your team. Yeah, Luke Kennard getting traded blew my mind. I was like, man, they're really doing something different. I mean, and good, yeah, good for the good for the Clippers because that kid can stay healthy. I mean, he's been he's been sitting up there in Detroit where people have not seen him. That is one of those cities where guys can ball in Detroit lately, mm-hmm. and like you wouldn't know. But they get all. overlooked. They get overlooked like crazy. And Luke mm-hmm. Kennard is one of those cats in, in on in LA that's gonna if he's healthy. I mean, he, he can play around. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi, and he'll fit right in. He, all he can do more than just shoot it, but he won't be asked to do much more than that unless it's necessary. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah, great, that was great for the Clippers. He's going to be a great shooter for them. Uh, I I really feel bad for Derrick Rose. Uh, I know, and Blake Griffin, even though he can't stay healthy. Uh, I I think Detroit will end up trading him and get a first round pick for him. He's still <laughs> a lot of value. Yeah, I think and, they're both uh, gone. For sure, I think, I, think I, think Blake, I think Blake Griffin will get traded as well. Yeah, I want to see Griffin get out of there. I mean, at that point, too, just because it's you hate to see a guy like that like be stuck on a team that's obviously rebuilding, and you know that he's not in their plans. If if they're getting rid of Kennard, they got rid of Drummond. There's no way Blake Griffin's in their plans, uh, unless to sell tickets. Unless they've talked to him and been like, "Hey, man, we you know we need to sell tickets," because you know Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's basically over basketball to an extent. Yeah, um, you could just yeah. tell. Uh, I, I I'll actually listen to a lot of he does like stand up and stuff. Um, and he's actually he's actually really funny. I'll give him that. The guy is actually a really solid stand up comedian. Um, really? Oh yeah, look it up. He actually he actually did a roast. He was on one of the roasts of shoot one of the Comedy Central roasts they do. Um, can't remember which one it was, but he was up there and he he did an amazing job uh, roasting. Oh, it was Alec Baldwin. Uh, mm-hmm. look, look up a clip of him doing that, and he's really funny. <laughs> and uh, and I've seen him on uh, comedians, uh, s- certain comedians' podcasts, and he's very funny. So yeah, he's definitely a funny dude. Um, and you can just tell he's you know one of those things. When you're hurt as much as he is, it is to a certain extent when you can do so many other things in life. It's kind of that weird thing of like when do you get out? But yeah, I hope he gets out. And you know, I hope Derrick Rose gets out of there. Uh, send him to anybody better than that, man. Oh, what they might do because Rose's contract is so uh, team friendly you might do to be able to get out of uh, that Blake Griffin contract and just pair them together and send them to a team. 
It'd be great. Even if Blake Griffin gets bought out somehow or whatever, like I want to see Derrick Rose playing for a ring. I don't care who it's with. It could be a team I really don't even like. If it's a team that is going to contend like that uh, on a championship level, get him on the roster. I When he signed with Detroit in the first place, it broke my heart. Cause I'm like, well, that's nowhere. You know, like, what are we doing? We're not going anywhere cool with that. But yeah, talk about a guy. I think, oh, you think there's a way you can, uh, I don't know if this would happen, but if you're the Utah Jazz, you try and get off Mike, you try and get off of Mike Conley somehow, and, yeah, I mean, and Derek Rose and and take on Blake Griffin's contract to get Conley out of there. Oh man, yeah, with the, with the money that would actually that could probably make sense. I would, I would assume, yeah, that would be uh... you sweeten the pot. You give him a first round pick. Detroit takes on Conley, gets a pick or two, maybe a couple second rounds with it, and then I think Derek Rose with the Jazz that would be great. Yeah, and that'd be Griffin not hurt that that roster because you have Gobert defensively down low. Yeah, D Rose would be a great addition to that team, just in the sense that he plays a similar because he used to run his style used to be so quick, you know, it's mm-hmm. so fast. It's slowed down a tad. It's still very quick when in the short distance, but it's not. He's not sprinting up and down the floor like he used to. And I think in that half court set kind of stuff, he's gonna shine. So yeah, I think that's actually Matt. That's a great idea. That's a great spot for him. Um, and even then, like you said, I don't enjoy the Jazz that much, but I would root for him if he's on the team. You know. Well, imagine um, that you had Derrick Rose, Donovan Mitchell, Blake Griffin, Rudy Gobert, uh, Jordan Clarkson. I mean, yeah. that's a you're that right. hundred percent, man. That's I, I would be very. I would not be shocked if that basically that exact deal happened because that would be really help both teams in a lot of ways. It for sure would help, and I just hope Detroit frees Derrick Rose. Free Derrick Rose, man. For him. Because. Oh, and also, hey, shout out to Donovan Mitchell, by the way, for getting paid. Yes. Getting paid. But, hey, I'm just going to list off some of the cats that got paid. All right? Yeah. We have Jason Tatum. Yes. Golf clap for Jason Tatum. Thank goodness. Getting paid. Love uh-huh. to see it. Um, Brandon Ingram got paid today. Yes. Uh, Bam Adebayo, who everyone thought was going to – who everyone thought Pat Riley might not pay and might try to Thank get – Giannis, and what I just heard actually is that Giannis and Bam have the same agent. So oh. that so that's that might be a little inclination of what we are what could happen with um Giannis because Pat Riley and that guy could have had a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, hey, is it a good co- you know, is he gonna leave or does he want to leave? No? Okay, well then yeah, I'll just I'll re-sign my guy. Uh yeah, so hopefully that's the case. But either way, I know we were all rooting for Bam to stay. So that's great for the Heat. Uh, who else got paid, dude? I believe a couple more guys who got paid out. Spider Tatum. Well, while you guys are thinking of that, I just jumped in the trade machine. Blake Griffin and Rose to the Jazz works for Conley. You add a couple picks to that, and the great thing about Conley for Detroit is he's on his last year of that deal. Yeah, I mean that would that would help the Suns out, or not the Suns. The uh, that would help the Pistons out so much. Yeah, you get an expiring contract, you get a couple draft picks with it. And puts the Jazz in a place where they can really compete in the West. No, in Detroit, they'll probably buy out Conley. So, <laughs> yeah, they try for sure. I'm trying to see who else got paid, dude. Because I remember there was somebody else who I'm not remembering. But they got so much money, and I was so happy for them. But yeah, wow, basically, I, yeah. Just know a lot of guys are getting uh, some pretty serious deals here. De'Aaron Fox. Ah, De'Aaron Fox. Yes. There you love go. to see it, man. There's yeah, geez. Mm. Even as I'm going through, there's there's so many guys that I like didn't even realize had already signed. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, I, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Bogdanovich definitely signed his offer sheet for seventy two million with the Hawks. And what day was that offer sheet signed? Because today should be the day where they choose to match it, right? Yeah, it was uh, a couple days ago, I believe. Was it Sunday? Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, or was, was it the, Saturday? It might uh, have been. Yeah, it was Sunday. So tomorrow, but so by tomorrow, okay. Yeah, he signed it on. He signed it. Uh, yeah, it was Sunday. Van Vliet sure. got paid as well. So yeah, by tomorrow. Who got Who paid, got Matt? Uh, Van Vliet. He got Van Vliet. Oh, that's right. Man, shout out, shout out to Van Vliet, man, for making that happen. That makes me so happy. Talk about a guy who just came from nothing. I love him going back to Toronto. Love it, yeah. dude. He battled. He put up huge numbers. He got. He won a ring. He did everything he could for them to win a ring. The second yeah, one. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, you love to see it, man. So shout out to him. Man. It's, this whole episode is just us getting hyped. The guys, that, you know, seeing these dudes get paid because you love to see. It. You never know what tomorrow can bring as far as exactly. got injuries and anything. Anytime I see a guy get paid, you love it. 
Um, they yeah. were in the pandemic, so. Yeah, we're in a pandemic, so you never know. We're leaving this off the list. You know who got paid? Gordon Hayward got paid by the Charlotte. Oh, wow. the biggest, yeah, the biggest world. Dude, Michael hey. Jordan, man, <laughs> the dumbest, the dumbest owner in the world. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like Lamelo, love that he drafted him. Great call. Yeah, sell tickets. He's it could be one of the most talented players in the league. Great call. For you to go and sign Hayward when you didn't have like, well, there's 120 million dollars, dude. You're going to tell me you couldn't have gotten him for 80. You're going to tell me he wouldn't have signed for 80. Come on, dude. Man. I mean, maybe, maybe Indiana gave him that and maybe he would have preferred Indiana. So they knew if they wanted to get him, they had to overpay him a little bit, but there's overpaying a little bit and there's overpaying a lot. Man, this is man. one is a lot. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying him. I will defend Charlotte on this. Uh, I, I would not have paid him that much, but again, we, yeah, I think Indiana would have gave him a good, good amount of money, but uh, he wanted that four year deal. He wanted security. Um, just in case he got another injury. Oh yeah, good um, on him. Good on him for getting the money. Like I'm just looking oh, at yeah. Charlotte. Like why? You I can't hate on him for that. Yeah, I would, I I would stoke to see him get paid. I think Charlotte was just like, hey, we brought in Lamelo. We we have some of these young guys. We want to be competitive because we really haven't been, and uh, we are just putting our money that Gordon Hayward will go back to the Jazz. Gordon Hayward definitely, and he definitely didn't play poorly. Jordan yeah, he didn't play poorly at all. We all know Jordan's a betting man. Uh, yeah. We've seen that through the documentary, and so he bet. <laughs> he just bet 120 million dollars with a big old cigar in his mouth. Just said, "Yep, yeah, it's gonna work out." Uh, but yeah, no, a good, a great, awesome for Gordon Hayward to get that money because that's fantastic. Um, hey, yo, you saw I just saw uh, Kent, Kent Bazemore, fan favorite of the uh, of the Warriors, has signed a deal with the Warriors. Yeah, that's an interesting situation. Great pickup by the Warriors. He went from a bench mob guy for them or where everyone knew him from the bench stuff all the way to, you know, playing a few years now, being a solid veteran in the NBA, uh, getting his own money. And so I think he had one good contract where he got like a, I think he was one of those guys that signed one of those deals during that one off season where every cap was wild and guys just got Mm -hmm. crazy deals. Was it the Sacramento deal or was it the Atlanta? I think it was Atlanta. I want to say Atlanta Atlanta. paid him. Yeah. Which is nuts. He got paid 15 mil a year. Wow. Oh yeah, he, um, yeah he, he got he got we got bread for that, which is uh, uh 76ers added another shooter, Ryan uh Brokoff. Um, Man. He, he's a guy who just comes in the game only to shoot. Um and that's what the Sixers needed. Yeah. That's right. I mean, yeah, that's the thing is that you, like if they have any shooter they can add is a good add. So it's like no matter who it is, like you're adding if you're adding a guy, they're especially shooting the ball, you're doing a great you're doing a great thing. Uh, dude, just running through, dude. The Trailblazers signed it. Harry, uh, signed Harry, signed it. They, Harry Giles. <laughs> he signed Harry Giles, uh, to a one year deal. Which talk about a oh, you know, a low risk, high reward situation. Absolutely. Um, the, the Trailblazers have been doing incredible this offseason. They've added in just the right guys. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they've been really impressive. Yeah, it's uh it's one of those they things. Cantor, so Nuggets and Cantor's back together again. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I seeing Cantor back there because he played really well for them as the uh, offensive compliment to uh it's coming off the bench to Nurkic. Uh if Collins can come back healthy, it's really yeah. just with, with Portland, it's always that thing. And they added Melo back, Carmelo Anthony. Good for him to get back on a team and actually, you know, be wanted Definitely. like that. He deserves uh-huh. that. We had to but to see Portland's one of those things where it's like you gotta trade. McCollum or Lillard, but obviously we know who you'd rather trade in that situation, uh, most people. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, because I don't know how many seasons they can keep doing this, looking around when things don't go right, when it's like they haven't made – they are making they make a lot of really good small changes, but then they don't ever do anything huge anymore. And I think that's one of those things where, like, it's getting a little stagnant there. So I want to see if, uh, if they can hopefully get a little more um, – they can just do a little more, you know, but it sucks. The West is so the West is such a tight ship that it's tough yeah, to rock the boat at all. It definitely is. And Matt, yeah. you know, we were talking about the wizards. They managed to keep Bertans. That, That's a great move. Wow. I, I didn't, I didn't expect it with the whole Denny pick, but man, wizards are trying to be competitive and uh, we'll see how it goes. They haven't, I mean, that was the biggest thing they've done. They haven't done much. They got Denny, they got Bertans. Uh, mm-hmm. They want to run it back um john this john wall situation is interesting yeah it is he was asked today uh if if he was going to be traded and he said no comment 
<laughs> yeah, and then the Wizards GM today said that there were no plans to trade him today. So it's like, but that's one of those things where like that, both of those things are things you'd expect him to say regardless. You know, yeah. like it's like no comment and no, we have no plans on trading. Yeah, I, I, I've like, never seen a GM come out and say, oh, yeah, we're going to trade this yeah, guy. Today. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, you just don't ever see that at all. It, it's interesting because there's still some guys out there with a, with value who can be added. Um, one of them Hassan Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, interesting. He cap. has not been signed. And I'm hearing uh, a, a, a team that we just talked about, the Charlotte Hornets, Uh-oh. want to go after Hussein Whiteside. Might be their best bet because I I don't know if you can trust Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo for no. seventy two games. No, you got to get no. Biombo off your so roster. So one side, they resigned him. That's what's crazy. No, I know that that's absolutely like he's actually like statistic. I think there's like a plus minus. I think it's plus minus. He's the worst in the league like, <laughs> by far. Like it's like not even close. Uh, yeah, I mean he's a, Whiteside's a great player, but first of all, his style of center is dying out. Yeah, and then also his attitude is not great ever. So it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, hopefully he'd have to come in. Again, it's one of those guys you got to come in with the right attitude. And, you know, you because you're so talented, obviously, as an NBA player, it's a lot you can do. Yeah, what, uh, I, what I do like about him, his defense. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's the thing is that defensively, he's a monster. Great rim protector. Do you see Dallas maybe going for him? Dallas has not gotten a big center, which, what which we, I thought they were going to get. Yeah, they, they re-signed Coley Stein. Yeah, they but, kept him. Uh, so that's at least a start for them. Actually, hey, real quick, too, since we're on Charlotte, something that I am going to pepper in here because why wouldn't I? You guys know me. Danny Ainge of the Boston Celtics, uh, the GM, a uh, cold, heartless person that he is, uh, He that guy had Miles Turner for Hayward on the table in a sign-and-trade and got greedy and wanted more, and they said no, and then Hayward just said, all right, I'm just going to sign with Charlotte. <laughs> like That was yeah, going down. <laughs> the rumor is is the Pacers offered uh, Turner, who would have been, I thought, great for Boston. Great call. That's been that's been a rumor for three, four years. It feels like, yeah, with, <laughs> like, with, with Doug McDermott and uh, Ainge said, "No, I want you to give me T.J. Warren." Yeah, uh, in, in with Turner, wild because we, I mean, t- we watched T.J. Warren in the bubble go off. His yeah. his stock has never been if that if if he had never had that bubble run. Say the Pacers that didn't go to the bubble, you didn't see that. That's totally realistic. That's totally so you can be like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. And it might have been okay. The idea that Ainge would push that hard on a guy that they saw that, you know, given the right um the right people around him could probably be more than what he's shown is insane that he would push that. And also couple that with the uh inability to trade all these first round picks that uh that he's garnered over the years for these shrewd deals. Uh, he's disappointing right now. And, of course, it sucks because, I mean, obviously, the Celtics still have a solid roster of young guys. They're going to be a young competitive team for a minute now. They're going to be good. But the idea that they have not added another superstar or done anything with those draft picks, um, you know, like no, no team needs three first-rounders year in and year out. You're like a, a team that is that good. You don't need that. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that now Oklahoma City, I mean, talk about like Oklahoma City needs to be looking at Boston as a um, – you know, as a warning, basically, as far as, hey, don't do it this way. Yeah. You know, like, don't get greedy. Don't, you know, like, make sure you get all these picks. Make sure you have a plan to actually unload them <laughs> so you can be competitive once it's done. Because, yeah, they've yeah. blown it. Shout out Isaiah Thomas, who is healthy and should sign at any point. It's crazy the social media push I've seen uh, from, like, Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts and NBA, just all from all around the NBA who are all, I don't know if Isaiah is paying him to do this, but like you keep seeing, Hey, Isaiah Thomas is healthy for the first time. He's ready to go. He's a former, you know, top five MVP finisher. Like he's ready to go. Like so, some contender should sign him. And Isaiah just came out the other day and said that he has not been able to make cuts like he did in Boston since then until now that he's now able to move. He has not been healthy that entire time. That hip just kept nagging him. And because he's had so much time off and there's been so much time to recover that he's ready to go. So you guys know how I feel about that. I need Isaiah to sign anywhere. Did Reggie Jackson uh, sign anywhere? Is he back with the Clippers? No, he is still I a free agent. He oh, hey, yo, also, there. hey, Tristan Thompson to the Celtics. Yo, that was huge. Shout out to our boy, uh, Abraham. Yeah, That was huge. He's bringing the whole Kardashian clan with him. 
He is. He's going to teach every every young man in that roster how to cheat effectively <laughs> on, their, on, their, on their significant others. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good move for uh, the Celtics, though. They bring in a guy who, who will rebound the ball well, um, yep. who will score down low, and they got what they needed. Um, I do wish they would have got Miles Turner, a uh, younger, um, a little more athletic. But can Tristan shoot, Thompson too. Turner can shoot. Tristan Thompson will do. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting if the Celtics – the Celtics are an interesting team. Danny Ainge is an interesting guy because he does not want to trade for people that they can trade for. And and now they need help because Hayward's gone. Yeah. Who's going to play the, the 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 three for them? Are you going to move Tatum to the three? Are you going to play Thompson and um Tice together? Well, well the thing thing is, is I I mean is it Tice, right? I always mess up. Yeah. I, always, I always do this. Yeah, Tice, he is a great – he's going to be a great backup for sure. That's something exactly. like – he's going to shine as a backup off the bench. And we saw him starting, getting too many minutes, and he looked and he looked really solid. Tristan Thompson's a solid addition, but I don't think he's the full answer. I think mm-hmm. he's still undersized. He's still like six – he's only like 6'9", right? He's not even that tall. If you're comparison to other guys. Right. Um, you know, I mean, Steven Adams was right there, and they basically gave him away. And uh, and they didn't yeah. get Stephen Adams, which I thought is I thought that would that would have made the most sense of any move this offseason for anybody. Absolutely. If the Celtics had picked up Stephen Adams, that's a great move. It's the center you wanted, the big body you wanted, talks a lot, defensive, uh, defensive minded, just you know, great teammate. Obviously, grinds. He's a tough dude. I thought there's no one better for that situation than Boston. Uh, but you know, again, they didn't do it, and I think that Thompson is a, is just a stopgap to the problem that they already have. I mean, Horford was undersized. Right for for an NBA center, he was undersized. That was an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Baines is seven feet, but he just wasn't quite enough. Uh, Tice wasn't. It's like, yeah, I don't know. They just need to find someone who's truly established. And it's not like Tristan Thompson's a slouch. He's one of the best rebounders in the league when he's healthy. But I just don't. Yep. Like I said, it's just a stopgap. It's not. It's this is not something that they're going to look at a couple of years from now, going like, man, thank goodness we made that move. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I just don't get their logic. I don't get why they won't trade some of these draft picks four stars like Kawhi Leonard and I mean the list goes on that they could have traded for oh, even then too it's not even the, like it's one thing about like the superstars oh, I mean think about the fact the Lakers traded uh, a veteran and you know a veteran they wanted to get rid of and the 28th pick for Dennis Schroeder the you know runner-up six man of the year like there's there's guys you can get who can really help your team for picks you know for any first rounder basically <laughs> like and, and when you're Boston you have three every year the last couple of years or whatever it is you have all these yeah. things. the fact that you can't turn any of those into guys that could help you at this point is definitely uh, could makes, have traded two of them yeah i mean you make danny ainge it uh, doesn't make him look good which for me is wonderful yeah <laughs> uh, this just came out by uh bobby marks talking about the thunder um oklahoma city created 19.5 million dollars in a trade exception with Gallon. oh my gosh wait wait for it and they also have a 27.5 million trade exception uh from stephen adams trade so what they did was sign and trade got those exceptions which they'll probably take on bad contracts expiring yeah. contracts with more draft picks man <laughs> man they are that is a that is a team that they i mean they are just pushing all in on we're gonna we're gonna rebuild in the most wild way possible because i mean whether they're drafting high and they you know i mean they could literally draft like i don't know how many they have exactly next year but they have like three or four first rounders you could draft all those guys and those guys just start immediately and then next year you draft two three more four more people in the first round you, you reload like it is crazy how they're reloading like i, I I think they really want Cade Cunningham, and they if they don't get the number one pick, they'll trade multiple picks. Yeah, Cun- Cunningham's from Oklahoma, yeah? Or yeah, he's from there? Oklahoma. He plays at OU. Yeah, um, yeah he he already means a lot to that city. And it would be a great fit uh, with him next to uh, Shy. Yeah, so like you said, there's one or two ways they, that this can go. They can tank and get their own pick or compete. Get a decent mid-level pick and then swap that for a top pick for Cunningham. Plus, thing imagine the pick swaps they have too. I mean, they could have a good year right. and someone else is a bad year, and they can swap them. And it's it's yeah, they are yeah. It is it is wild. Um, hey, something I wanted to mention, guys. Uh, Jeff Green, uh, one of the last original uh, Supersonics. 
signed with the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, it's not leaves so now. Sad. So sad. It's not sad, actually, Pierre. It leaves Jeff Green and Kevin Durant, uh, the last two remaining Sonics to have two in the league. They're <laughs> they're on the same team, and I hit up Jabari and I said, "Hey, man!" And Jabari, our good friend Jabari, he he has offered me uh, Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn Nets fandom, uh, you know, for wow. a long time now. Are you taking it? I'm not. No, I'm, but I, but I oh. genu- I will tell you this. Hey, this this is the closest I came. When I saw they were on that team, I literally asked him. I said, "Hey, is that still that's still good?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's still open." And I was like, "Okay." And I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a thought." And you know, I don't think in my heart I could do it um, <laughs> because I don't think I could root for Kyrie and those guys like that. Like, I'm not sure if I want to get involved in that. You know, if Harden goes there and stuff, I don't think I can get involved in all that. But I don't think my my heart would allow me to do it. But I mean. It is nice to see. It's good to see those guys are um, are on a roster together, and uh, I guess they're I guess they still hang out. They're still friends and stuff. So that's actually- Man, Jeff Jeff Green was so instrumental for the Rockets. So I am happy that he he was able to find somewhere. My only thing with this is you already have Jared Allen, you have DeAndre Jordan, you have Kevin Durant. Where will Jeff Green fit? Well, th- Pierre, this is where he'll fit. Uh, because half of those guys you named are going to be headed to the Rockets for James. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true, dude. And so that's exactly that's where Green will fit as will fit right into that roster. Oh man, no, that's very true. That's the thing, Pierre, is that you should really hope that the like, yeah, you should hope for that. Because I mean, here's the thing: is that the the Nets, if they were to trade Harden, I think the Nets give you guys the best package back. Uh, assuming that Dinwiddie resigns, if Dinwiddie's down to resign and you have Levert in him, I think those guys are two really solid guys to build around if you want to. Um, yeah, especially Levert. I think Levert could be a star in the right situation. That's what's Dinwiddie so weird just... about him right now is that he's he's going to play and he should play really well for the Nets. But he one of those things where he's not th- those guys will not allow him to outshine Durant and Kyrie. Like right. I think that would be an ego thing at a certain point if he was getting more touches or he was scoring consistently more or whatever. I do think it, whether they'd like to admit it or not, I think you can already tell there'd be some, uh, you know, like a, a really passive aggressive interview and some and some anonymous tweets sent out Kyrie. Um, from one of the two. Yeah, for either one of them, you could flip flop either way. Um, yeah. Oh man, I, I uh, guys, uh, training camp is like a week away. It's so weird, man. The the season is this off season has been so fast. I mean, we we as a podcast took not quite a month off. I think we missed a few weeks. Basically, just took some yeah. time and understood that we had the time. And yeah, and then you know come back and we are. Uh, <laughs> and the last episode we had done before that, but before we stopped, was you know literally the you know the championship Lakers win a championship, and then now you know it's it's a month later basically, and we are uh, we're getting a ready for training later. camp out here, man. It's a uh, yeah, that's why this free agency has been so wild because it's happening in a matter of days. Like yeah. things that would have taken a lot longer are now firing off from the hip. Um, oh, also, hey, real quick, Avery Bradley signed with the Heat. Yeah, I think that's did. very interesting because when we talk about like, defense, move. I mean Tyler Hero and uh, and uh, Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson, they can learn how to play some defense from Avery, um, and they're already learning from Jimmy Butler. But Avery Bradley, I mean Avery Bradley and Jimmy Butler up top, that's just an annoying thing to deal with. Uh, yeah, that one, that one hurt for the Lakers. We we definitely yeah. want to bring Bradley back, um, and and have that defensiveness up top. Yeah, and it was a, and it was a modest contract. It's like two years, like eleven, eleven yep. mil. Like mm-hmm. that's something the Lakers could have probably figured out, you know. So uh, I mean, I would have. Yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, and luckily the Heat for them. I mean, they had to replace some defense because Crowder went to the Nets, or they're not the Nets, the Suns, I should say. Well, yeah, but then when you factor in, like you said, Bradley, and then you throw in Harkless, that kind of – you kind of get yeah. what Crowder was in two players. Yeah, and, and Harkless actually is really interesting too because that guy is underrated in, in certain spots. Like in mm-hmm. certain destinations he's been, certain fits. And I think he's going to fit really well because I think he gives them something that Kelly, o, Kelly Olynyk couldn't give them as far as the athleticism, that bounce in the role. Like Kelly, Kelly Olynyk played his role very well. He still does for them. But I think that it will be an upgrade in certain situations to have Mo Harkless in there, um, to clean things up, to get some rebounds, uh, to defend when he needs to. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's I think that's gonna be a very underrated signing for them. They've been solid, man. So many good signings. I think that's what it's crazy is that a lot of guys are going to places that it's where all of us are going like, ooh, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that's that's good for both sides. Like right so on. Why are we feeling about Serge Ibaka? Oh, Serge Ibaka. We didn't even mention him. Yeah, dude, Serge Ibaka. Talk about a guy who's going to help. I like him. it. There was a, you, what you do or you don't. 
I don't like it because it's the Clippers. Oh, of course. <laughs> but Matt, I th- was it you that uh, I I can't remember if it's you that shared with the, t- the or maybe it was Sean that shared the tweet of about um the idea that like Montrez Harrell is going to like play a role like wh- like they're going to use him better in L.A. basically. And, but and that Ibaka is basically a, is is going to be a better is going to be an improvement for the Clippers over Harrell, even though Harrell's a talented guy, sixth man of the year. As far as fit goes for the team, that it'll be better. That's what Sean posted. Um, we're just going to have to see how Ibaka plays, how he stays healthy, how he fits in. I think yeah, it was age, age will get you. I do think it was a great move for the Clippers. Um, I, I'm not going to say he's an upgrade over Harrell because I have not seen Ibaka play. Um, like that so i mean i've seen him with toronto yeah, it's, styles. it's more that uh he can rim protect uh better than Harold, he can shoot. The floor. yeah now as but, far as his shooting goes that to me is the suspect i mean defense you know what he's given you and they needed that over harold that is definitely an improvement the idea that he can shoot better is cool but i also saw him in toronto missing some shots so it's like you know what i mean like yeah, it's a slippery slope let's, you know let's be real also what the clippers needed is fourth quarter scoring yeah and uh, do they get I, that though huh did they get that? Kennard. Kennard eh, isn't that for sure. Kennard, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, that's 20 points sitting there. That, it is, but I don't think you give Marcus Morris $64 million. I think oh, the that, great, oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a, I, that's think, a big deal. I think the great thing about Kennard is he can move without the ball, so Kawhi yeah, can right. find him. I'm not going to say Paul George can find him because I don't think Paul George passes. Kawhi can find him. Um, we'll see how many touches he gets though in crunch time, or if Kawhi and PG want to kind of redeem themselves and and kind of how they fell out of it. Well, that's why I love seeing guys like coaching changes sometimes because yeah, what I hate is seeing a team of the Clippers who were so dysfunctional in that series and lost like they did down three or up three one to see them to see them run it back with the same coach potentially doing the same things with the same rotations. Also, I hate seeing that because it, like, it's the same thing with the Blazers I was just mentioning, that it gets stagnant. You're looking at it going, like, it's not working. Like, why are we forcing mm-hmm. this? I do like, like, a team – the Rockets are the same way for the same reasons. The Rockets and the Clippers, you get new coaches, breath of fresh air, two, you have the same two superstars. You're going to move some pieces around around them to see if they can make it work in a new offense, new philosophy, hopefully, new – culture basically around those around those groups and it's it's i think you're in a much better situation to hopefully have a better season so i think both those teams are better off for sure even if their rosters might might look a little different i think they're much better off with that fresh start that breath of fresh air it's needed well in houston it's definitely needed because i was so tired of throwing up 65 threes a game and only making 15 or 12 of them so i can only imagine man i can only imagine (laughs) I'm not joking, dude. There'd be times where you, where I'd be watching Rockets games, going like, "Man, I'm glad the Sonics are gone, man. Like this is tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this is tough. Like if the Sonics were doing what they're doing right now, like it would be very hard for me to watch and like stay optimistic. Like luckily, you're a very optimistic guy, Pierre, because like, yeah, luckily you're the right, you have the right temperament as a as a dude to like be cool, like to be not pulling, you know, pulling hair out or whatever over it. So. No, I love my team regardless, but enough was enough with that. I'm glad we <laughs> it. We got some height now. Like, I, if Cousins is able to come in and be a shell of half of Sacramento Cousins and Pelicans Cousins, even Golden State Cousins before the quad injury, I'll be okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. That's just that's enough right there. If he can do that, if you can do that over a whole you know season, that's a win. Yeah. So, speaking of wins, winners and losers. Free agency. If you had to, if you guys had to pick winners, who who would you pick, Matt? Uh, I, I would of course pick the Lakers. I just think they made some great moves. Um, I think the Portland Trailblazers were one of the biggest winners as well. Uh, they brought back Carmelo Anthony. They brought back Rodney Hood. They brought in a guy like uh, Giles. Um, mm, Covington. No. I think a, a <laughs> underrated move that they brought in was uh, from Miami, uh, Derek uh, Jones Jr. Yep. Um, brought him in. Uh, I think Portland made some really, really good moves that are, can keep them really competitive because you can't count out Gary Trent Jr. You've got Damon CJ still up top and Nurkic uh, if he stays healthy. Uh, I think they can potentially be uh, a top four or five team in the West. Yeah, Matt, really quick on that. I, the idea that they added so much length and athleticism, I mean, that's they added, Derek Jones Jr. has some of the cra- scariest bounce in the whole league. 
uh, Covington's a long defender who can yeah, shoot. Yeah, Covington too. I forgot. Um, yeah, they added him in. I think they're yeah, top four. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they've added some length and less of getting Hood back from the injury. That's big. I mean, he's a long, athletic guy who can shoot and defend. I mean, yeah, they, they've added some guys across, especially in the, in the you know, they really lacked a three-man that could really do anything. Even a stretch four in the last few years, they'd struggle with that. And they added a lot of guys who can play that role, hopefully well for them. Uh, so that's, yeah, good call on that, Matt. Is that your winner as well, Riley? Uh, no, I think my winner um, – honestly, I like what the Suns have done overall. Okay. Because they got Sarge Stan, um, Javon okay. Carter's re-signing, their backup point guard who I love. Uh, he's a West Virginia guy, one of those guys, Bob Huggins guys, who just grinds. Uh, obviously, to get Chris Paul in, uh, in that trade is huge um, for them. I, I think that Phoenix in this offseason, especially coming off the 8-0 run that they did – uh, in the bubble and just barely missing the playoffs. I think that they're hungry, they're motivated, and I think that they have a very solid group uh, coming in next year. I agree, but this is going to shock a few people because I am very critical of this team, but for me, I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow. You bring in Drew Holiday, you sign Bobby Portis, you sign DJ Augustine, you keep Dante DiVincenzo, you made some improvements. If Giannis can't get it done, I don't know. I don't know what more to say about this man because the talent you have right now, you know, it's, it's go time. Yeah. Well, Giannis has till December 21st, right? To sign that Supermax. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, that that's going to be a big indication because he could still sign, I guess, after that. But it's like, it had to be as a free agent. I'm pretty sure. Like, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. So it's definitely and the the clock's ticking on that. And like we said earlier, Bam Adebayo re-signing with the Heat, like he did when those guys have the same agent, uh, it could it's potentially telling. It doesn't tell us you know anything for sure, but that's that's definitely telling. Yeah, and like yeah, it might it's it's a domino effect, and we've seen it yeah. already. Tatum got it. Well, well, Donovan Mitchell. Well, De'Aaron Fox got his money first, then it was Spider. Then it was Tatum. Today it was Ingram, and bam. So Giannis is next. AD's next. Those are like the main two we're waiting on. I I also got to give respect where respect is due. Uh, The Philadelphia 76ers are a winner. Brought in uh, a a good GM who knows what he's doing, um, some would say. I don't know how. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They brought they brought, they brought in a good coach, no matter how you feel about Doc Rivers. They brought in uh, Doc, and the whole system's changed. They they brought in shooters, what they've been <laughs> needing. Oh, hey, also, real quick, the, the Phoenix Suns, also something I forgot to mention when I was talking about was the Etuan Moore they signed also as like oh, wow. the backup one. So to have him as the one, he can play some two, but he's a solid defender, uh, a solid veteran. He's been around the league now for years, just playing backup point guard, really solid. Um, so him and Javon Carter backing up Chris Paul is going to be great. Um, Man. Yeah, I've as far as losers liked... go, I mean, that could be. Yeah, losers. Losers, man. The Knicks, just for being the Knicks most of the time. Yeah, I think the Knicks have been doing actually some healthy stuff uh, with Leon Rose. So Yeah, I mean... that's fair. I, I'm sorry, literally on my computer right now, like the thing that was up when you asked me that was Austin Rivers reaches deal with Knicks. And so in my head, I was like, bad. <laughs> I was like, bad. Can't have yeah. it. But no, think, they definitely made some great moves. I think uh, there's some big losers. I think Detroit, as we have said multiple oh, times, yes. Uh, I think they take the biggest L. Um, and I got a couple more losers. I think uh, the Boston Celtics. Yeah. I know they added Tristan Thompson, uh, but in in that East, when Philadelphia got better, when Milwaukee got better, when the Heat got better, Boston barely got a little bit better. Them also the Nuggets. They just yeah. haven't done much. Yes, that's that's who that's my loser. Yeah, I mean that's 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 when we're with the idea that they're not gonna uh, the, they're gonna let Grant walk. I mean that's but you're that's, back that's, not all, that's not all on them, but it's like guys, like he's right there. It's not it's not like he, it's not like he, someone gave him a better offer. You know what I mean? It's the same offer. So the idea that they couldn't pump up a couple more million into that or convince him to stay is, is upsetting. Um, they just haven't done much for a team that was so close. It's crazy that they have done so little to do that. It's it's it's, it's tough to see, but um, yeah. yeah. Uh, another loser is uh, Cleveland Cavaliers because it's just Cleveland. Yeah, it's just Cleveland. Um, man. <laughs> and, and 
uh, Cleveland, I just they don't. I don't know. They're just Cleveland. Like they they yeah. haven't done anything. It's, I forgot they were an NBA team for a little while. Any any time someone <laughs> goes there, like I'm just like oh, like I'm sorry. That's why I'm glad Jordan Bell and uh, Bell and Mc, uh, and McKinney got out of there because when they got traded from Golden State, who at the time was still very solid, it wasn't like they had fallen apart yet. Um, like they did uh, last year. Uh, yeah, so I was definitely upset to see them have to go to Cleveland. So I'm glad they're back to a team that can at least win some games here and there. It, yeah, we didn't uh, – you guys actually name your losers, and then we'll, we'll talk about the Warriors real quick. Well, my loser, I got to say, is the Nuggets as well. Yeah, let, that, that was my loser too. You lost Torrey Craig. You lost Jeremy Grant. I don't see – Yeah, you know, that was your basically your wing defense. You bring back Millsap. Why? I don't know. But, yeah, like I get that, but I mean, of all the signings they could have had, like that's the one I would have been like, you can leave him out, and if you get the other guys, yeah, it's fine. So I, so I don't see how they got better. Yeah, no, for sure. That, yeah, the Nuggets are my biggest loser for sure. Yeah, let's. Let, should we close it by just uh, talking about the Warriors? Maybe uh, they added Kelly Oubre. Yes, that was yeah, a great move because they didn't give up anything. Yeah, no, I mean Kelly Oubre. That's a guy. Remember we were saying that he's that guy that gets. He gets traded. Like, like he gets traded somewhere until someone needs him. And he gets traded again. I'm glad he's not stuck in OKC. I mean, he, he goes to the Warriors. Uh, that's a group that he's going to have at least a lot of fun with uh, in the same vein that, you know, D'Angelo Russell did when he was there for that short stint. Um, yeah, Ubre is very solid. He was averaging like 20 a game with Phoenix. He's finally finding a groove. I think you pair him with uh, – um, I mean, him on the wing with him and uh, Andrew Wiggins – that's like defensively, that's very intense because they're both very long athletes. Uh, and yeah. you have Wiseman on the back end, Pepper and some Draymond Green on that, and uh, and have Steph just firing from 50 feet like all over the place. And that's a really fun team to watch. And they could still be very good. If they, if you start those five guys, that's a ve- that's still a very formidable team. Uh, it, it sucks that they're in the West, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, they're going to be very motivated. Steph's going to be out there on another level because they're also now playing for Clay. That's also in their mental where that could have been a net for some teams. That's a negative for those guys. That's going to be extremely motivating. So yeah. Shout out to those guys. I hope that they can pull it together. Shout out to clay again. I know we said it last episode, like, but yeah, I just, you know, you hate to see guys get hurt like that. Yeah. Pierre, what are your thoughts on the warriors? Are they contenders this year? I do think they're going to be good. I don't think they will be top four, top five where everybody had them. I can't count out Steph though. I'm sorry. I just can't, even though he's gave my rockets blues for years. <laughs> Kelly Oubre is a, f- a good player. My only question is where like, the fit, like does you start at the three and you start Wiggins at the two? Does one of them come off the bench? I mean, that's there, remains there was to be talk seen. that Oubre could start at the two if you wanted, mm. like if if they were comfortable with that, uh, and vice versa. Really, him and Wiggins, like you could you technically do that. Yeah, um, I think, but I mean, I, I, I it, Lee or Kyle Bowen. Yeah, I mean, there's there's people they could have they could pepper in to start once in a while. I mean, some guys, I mean, you start them and then they're not really starters. You know what I mean? They're just kind of there. Um, they're not getting bulk of the minutes type of thing. So, um, I, I think the closing the closing lineup would be those five guys. But as far as a starter goes, I'm sure they could put in a, a traditional two. You bring Uber off the bench or Wiggins off the bench, probably Uber off the bench. But yeah, I think. But I think that they, uh, yeah, I think they're an interesting team for sure. Oubre in their lineup is scary regardless, whether yeah. he starts, whether he comes off the bench. Oh, yeah, so. hope is not lost in Golden State. Oh, absolutely not. Shout out to Ricky Rubio. He went back to Minnesota. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, that's uh, that is yeah, crazy for him. Glad to see him coming full circle. Full circle is definitely what this episode was all about, man, because like you said, man, it just from Wednesday, the, the, the draft, then the free agency kicked off like that. We got training camp in a week. We're probably going to be getting the schedule soon. So we have full court press. We're going to be busy. But we got you covered. You guys have any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on Facebook in the SSAW group or shoot us an email. Riley would love to get back to you. Fullcourtpress82 at gmail.com. We hope everybody have a has a happy Thanksgiving. And a safe Black Friday if you do any shopping. I know yeah. I won't be doing any shopping. Well, the thing now is a lot of Black Friday shopping is probably going to be online because they can't really have people at the stores yeah. like that. Yeah, all that is very true. Started. Weird, man. Matt, did you say you already started? Uh, all the deals online kind of already oh. started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're good to go. 
Um, but yeah, happy Thanksgiving, fellas. Enjoy it, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week for sure. Also, you, Riley, happy birthday to you. Happy early thank you. birthday. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. May year thirty be as luxurious as Russell was. Russell Wilson. Oh, excuse me. Ooh, it'll be tough. So it'll it'll be tough to be as luxurious as Russell Wilson, man. But I'll give it my best. <laughs> and good luck against the Eagles Monday. Yep. And on that note, we out of here, guys. Later. Later.